Hey guys, welcome back, or welcome to the Podcasters Podcast, if you've never been here before. Welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about Spotify. So recent updates, we have, um, hopefully it will be live by now, we have recently interviewed someone who was formerly employed by Spotify and worked very closely with Meghan Markle on her podcast there. So it's, at the same time, there's a lot of news coming out, so I feel like it only makes sense to do an episode on Spotify, right? Well, yeah. Look, why, why does it matter? Why are they always in the news? First of all, they paid a ton of money to creators. Joe Rogan initially, 200 mil. They've just given him a 250 mil extension. Megan was reported 20 mil. The Obamas, 25 mil. Talk, talking to the Obamas, do you know, do you know how she uh, recorded her show? No, tell me. I actually recorded a show on uh, Riverside.fm. She did. She, you're right. Yeah, according to Riverside's podcast, no, according to Riverside's website, she did use her uh, record her podcast on Riverside. So did Tim Ferriss, or so has Tim Ferriss. So has Mark Zuckerberg. So has Gary Vee. So has Tim Cook. So have a lot of these famous people use Riverside. But do, why do you think Michelle used Riverside.fm to record her podcast? Uh, I can only imagine she is editing her own show and she was using the video clipping tool. Oh, it must have makes been. sense. I think Barack in, over in the her, White House. Barack's over her shoulder, just being like. That's shit. Like, that's a good clip. That Go one. on, do the impression. No, I can't. He was doing it off, by the way. <laughs> Before we started rolling, he was doing the impression. I was not doing the impression. It, it, was, really it, impression? it was really inappropriate. <laughs> Can you do one? No. Well, sign, sign up to Patreon. I do for a Kabama impression. Or, or sign up to Riverside.fm. Yeah, actually... You'll get a personalised Barack Obama impression from Kane if you sign up to Riverside.fm <laughs> and message it to him. So if you've been on the fence and you thought, you know what, I really like paying for worse quality on Zoom when it's actually cheaper to use Riverside, you go, but I don't know. Well, now's your chance because you'll get a personalised Barack Obama impression from Kane. Awesome. Nice. To Spotify. Yeah, back to the content. <laughs> this was, that interview uh, it, it should have come out on Tuesday, right? All things going correct. It should go on <laughs> Don't hold that to us. Yeah. <laughs> and it was definitely one of the most eye-opening episodes we've done because mm-hmm. it's the first time we've interviewed somebody who's in the celebrity space. Everything we talk about is indie creators. And everyone we've interviewed have been indie creators. And do you know what? It may... <laughs> Tell you what. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go on. Give it a little... That's good. It was Dan, cut that bell. (laughs) It it made me feel good because one of the questions, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. If you have, you would have heard it towards the end. I said, if you didn't have a billion dollar PR budget in celebrities, how would you promote a podcast? And she essentially said, collaborations go on other people's podcasts do episode swaps you know do an episode put it in each other's feed all the free shit we talk about is exactly what they would do is that what i'm patting myself on back for yeah because we've been talking about this for 160 episodes and we were right oh fantastic news carry on yeah i mean who would have thought yeah we, we know what we talk about yeah, it's mad uh so that was really interesting because really the the main way these celebrity podcasts grow is Cross promote. So when they're on a network like on Spotify or the Gimlets RRP, do I say RRP? That's a fraudulent <laughs> recommended retail price. <laughs> yes, just used to selling courses. <laughs> RIP. Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's struggling. Yeah. In that. <laughs> 
If you didn't know, we've got a course, so buy it. <laughs> RRP is like £400,000. But for you, sir, it's very it's cheap. £500,000. <laughs> right. Seriously, they're uh, giving these creators a lot of money. And if they're all on the Spotify network, they can cross-promote each other. They'll spend millions on mainstream PR campaigns and having podcasts on like, the sides of buses and stuff. And there's probably loads of wastage. They can pay to win. There's force growth. But most of them have failed. And that is the thing that we've learned is most of them have failed because the Obamas, what do they do? A season? I don't know if they ever got it off the ground entirely. Megan did one season. Um, Joe Rogan's really been pretty much the only main successful one. Him and Cool Her Daddy been really successful. And I think part of the reason with Joe is he had editorial control. And he was podcasting before, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's already... So he's Cool Her Daddy. Yeah, exactly. And, and that routine is important. And both of them sort of made their name. Kind, I know Joe's been on TV, but kind of made their name through podcasting mostly. Whereas what was interesting to me was the lag in any decision making process. So there was like dozens mm-hmm. of people working on Megan's podcast, which was mad. And then she um, said in the interview, Courtney said that. If they want, at one point, Megan really wanted to use the soundtrack um, "Poison," the song. Go on, give us a tune. I I can't remember the song. Oh. She sang it for us. She she did. Check out the episode. She wanted to use a, a snippet from the song "Poison." I don't know in what context because her show is quite serious. <laughs> um, and then they'd have to get somebody from the legal department to contact the music label to say can we use this five second snippet from your song from 20 years ago in this podcast because it's so big and that would take days and it's like oh on one of the social clips promoting the podcast Megan wants to use a snippet of when she was on like a tv show it's like okay that's gonna take days to approve and then it goes to the edit so every like little creative decision they wanted was like Mm. days and days and days and days of just legalities and the thing is she said there was no real way around it right because no. you're working with these not even just megastars but that's a, a royal part of the royal family yeah. right so it's you have no choice but to be like that which makes you think okay they're the best person to do a podcast in the first place no. because there is no way of getting around it like with footballers you can be like cool now he can go be himself on a podcast no one's really going to care if he's yeah. F some lines right yeah. he's not on TV he can say what he wants but it, like there's another level to being famous and yeah. that's where she's at which makes it just seemingly impossible yeah she was saying you know you've got the Daily Mail on her back constantly so yeah, any exactly. slip you know it would be found out and there'd be lawsuits there'd be mm. all sorts now the big thing with Spotify is they obviously let go loads of stuff and now they're seeming to renew a lot of their big shows like Joe Rogan's but not exclusive to Spotify. Yeah, this is now, the big thing. Do you think, obviously Courtney told us that it seemed as though it, the goals for Daniel Ek changed after he started these projects to when he ended mm-hmm. it. It went from, you have an unlimited amount of money, get in front of as many people as possible, get the best names as possible to, hold on, I want to see a return on my investment, but that mm-hmm. was never in the original plan. So that shift has come at a point where maybe they've gone, okay, we've gone a bit deep into this hole of like, just throwing money at people they've let a lot of people go now they're going cool how do we transform this to actually make a better ROI and a decision that's been a part of that seems to be well let's stop keeping them exclusive and let them go everywhere yeah I think there's loads to unpack so first of all sort of pre-lockdown you're at the height of bull market great economy people are being like they're able to borrow money for one percent so Spotify like you said had a blank check and said go get all the creators 
And I think to an extent, it was just a testing phase of let's just throw loads of shit at the wall, see what sticks. And the ones that stuck, like Joe, like Call Her Daddy, so great. The ones that didn't, sack them off. And the dozens or hundreds of staff that worked on those shows, get rid of them too. And what did work, let's put all of that money saved by not paying those creators, not paying that staff, and double down on the ones that did work. Mm -hmm. Because... What was said on the episode with Courtney is they wanted to be the biggest podcast podcast player in the game. Now, reporting's a bit inaccurate. That it, It's believed to be YouTube, but nobody really knows because it's not like a podcasting player specifically. But if you exclude YouTube and you've got Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify's the biggest. Mm-hmm. So I think they won that and they got all the subscription. And now, like you said, it's about... How do we maximize profits? Great. Less creators. We've already got people paying the subscription. Now they're paying. They're probably not going to cancel anytime soon. Now let's have non-exclusive. Put Joe on all these platforms like Apple and we'll just rake in the sponsorship. Because think, in over 10 years, they would have paid him half a billion dollars. That's crazy. Podcasting. And he still owns it. And he still only has one editor doesn't he? Yes, yeah, Jamie, the producer. It's a company or operation of three. So he's got right. Jamie, the producer, because it's not really... Ed- the only editing is if somebody goes for a piss. Mm. And literally it cuts it and then it cuts back as they're sitting down here. And that's basically it. And they've got the JRE Shorts channel with like the 10-minute excerpts. But it's not... They don't really do edits. So it's Joe, Jamie. I can't remember the third guy's name, but he's the um, guest booker. Nice. He, he organizes it. So it's a small operation. For the world's biggest podcast. Yeah, but for a massive operation Compare at the same time. Do you like know what I mean? The Obamas and the Megan podcast. It's crazy to think they've got a million chefs. Chefs. A million <laughs> chefs, yet the biggest podcast in the world has two. Yeah, which is really impressive. They've done a great job and obviously people love it. And I think it will grow now. Because Ivan said to Courtney, like, I used to listen to it fairly often. As soon as it went on Spotify, I've listened to one episode. Mm. So I just hate using Spotify. And it was really weird because we did that interview and it was like that afternoon and the next morning it came out that Joe's going, everyone's going, it's non-exclusive, you can get them anywhere. And I think it's good for them because it's going to continue to grow and Spotify because they'll be the ones that are securing those deals. They'll be raking it in. So yeah, because it seems like originally it's like, oh, so you spent a lot of money to get them on your platform now and you let them go. Mm. But do you- well, Spotify would have made a profit because they would have got the subscriptions, but they made all the ad money as well. But you got to remember when they first done this, it was a different goal, right? So when they first done this, it was like, let's just be the one. So you look at Saudi Arabia and boxing, right? It's like yeah. everything where we are. So people associate podcasts with Spotify. Now they've gone from, I don't care if people associate podcasts with Spotify. I want the podcast that we own to make money. Yeah. So now it's not like, let's keep them as our own sacrifice a bit of views sacrifice money but everyone associates it with us so people think podcasts people think spotify to shit actually if we let them on every platform it's going to get more interaction we can get more money in sponsorship so it's it's a clear representation of them going from i want everyone to know who i am to Mm -hmm. i want to make some money yeah because i I think they've achieved that i think they are the biggest player now i won't use them Mm. but i think with most people especially like the layman like if, if you used to tell like show your mum and dad a podcast they probably listen to it on spotify mm-hmm. like most casual listeners would listen to it on why do you think our analytics for all of our shows are like 80 percent apple 
I think there's a few things. One, Apple Charts still seems to be the holy grail. Spotify does have a charts, but it's to be honest, the majority is just they they put whoever they pay on there. Mm. Um, but people, because podcasts were invented by Apple on uh, the iPod, it's um, it's just always been that way. That that's like the Grammys, it's the chart. So a lot of our promotion tends to be Apple focused because you want the reviews and you want the the number one position. Then I also think if you're targeting from what I've seen with our, you know, 100 plus shows on our network, higher net worth educational podcasts in the UK, generally they're on Apple devices. Yeah, fair And enough. it's the default app, right? It's, it's pre-downloaded. Mm-hmm. So it, Spotify when, is that one for people who aren't sure what podcasting is and they're new to it, but yeah. a lot of higher net worth individuals have been listening to podcasts for a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of the shows we work with, they're educational, they're for coaches or they're consultants, they're creating that content, they want to get clients in. Generally, those people are just listening to podcasts on, on what they've already got. And most of those people own an iPhone, right? So it's just, it's a bit of, a bit of both, I think. And um, it's, what was really interesting from this interview was she had a much more negative outlook on the industry, whereas we saw it way more positive. And it's really interesting to see. So the celebrities are almost scared that they're going, money's being pulled, budget's being pulled. Shows are being shut down. Spotify were giving money to shows for two, three-year deals and after four months saying, cool, your show doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Keep the money, go. And we're thinking, well, we're getting more inbound leads than ever. People want podcasts. Sponsors are paying four times as much as they were a few years ago. People are getting ago. results quicker. Yeah, like, and people are growing massively. People are blowing up on social. And the thing is, it's the feedback loop. With an independent creator, you don't have all the this red tape that those shows do where you have to have certain things approved you need 20 people working on the show and all this slow process it's like do you want a podcast great two weeks it's out and then seven days later another one's out another one's out and it's weekly which a lot of these celebrities have to do seasons because there's so much red tape and there's they're like by the way that she described it it was like a like a movie set so much was going on but the creator economy 3.0 right yeah exactly it's it's us indie creators that can just outwork and out volume celebrities. And also a lot of these celebrity ones sort of grow initially because they're celebrities, but then you realize, oh, celebrities interviewing celebrities where both of their PR managers are sat behind them is actually really bland fucking content. It's like, oh, it's exactly the same as a TV content. Yeah, which nobody wants. Yeah. Which you said, the, the one with all the football pundits, like it's the real version of them. It's not, much better. Not the one that where Sky says, say this or else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like you can't drop F-bombs. Like there, <laughs> there I've got horrendous language yeah. these guys. <laughs> You're not surprised. They've been in football changing rooms their whole lives, right? Yeah. And they've got crazy stories. Some of them they still leave out, obviously, because they've yeah. got a better reputation. But yeah, there's some... It's very different. And it's a, a nice way of looking at it. But there is too many kind of super celebrity podcasts, which is just a repeat of what's on BBC. And the beyond just the content, Brands are partnering, well, the ones that are kind of ahead of the curve are partnering with smaller creators. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's in influencer marketing is actually turning to those people with 10, 20,000 followers. Or micro-influencers. Yeah, rather than those superstars that have been on Love Island because they've 
this is going to be their fourth ad they've done this week. Superstars. Yeah. Love Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> not like fucking Messi or Ronaldo. I've been to well, a yeah, but you know, you know how it goes. Like, someone goes on Love you, Island. You know, handsome brunette dude from Love Island. You know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the turkey teeth. Yeah. 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 Beard, tattoos, <laughs> six pack. You know the one. Yeah. Oh, wait, fucking all of them. But that is part of it. Those micro-influencers where you can be one of one. Because those people, and the reason I said that is because everyone sees that they come out of Love Island and they all of a sudden are associated with four skin brand skincare mm. products in the first like six weeks. And you're yeah. like, well, you're promoting this one last week, and you're looking at it, it's like, do you genuinely use that? Probably not. Whereas yeah. if you were to reach out to like a skincare influencer with 10,000 followers mm. who actually uses your product and then can recommend it and probably cares a lot more about the result because she wants to get paid, and yeah. again and again, they're going to get way, way better results. Like we've, we've been working for Riverside for what, a few weeks now. And if that, and at the time of recording, we've already had multiple people sign up and I've had conversations with so many people being like, oh yeah, I've seen you speak about it. I'm going to, I'm going to join. So that's why someone like them are better off paying us money than they are just a random big creator who actually is never, they think a Riverside is a place, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> are you saying we're influencers now? Hmm. I've been claiming I'm a LinkedIn influencer for a while, but I, I don't know about. <laughs> we are, I don't we know. are, we are. Don't worry, we're going to Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting new teeth. Uh, what are we going to do about <laughs> the six-pack, bro? <laughs> I like McDonald's. Keep the shirt on. <laughs> Listen, like, it is positive news that Spotify is spending money. They're firing people. We're making them redundant. It is positive news for independent creators because the harder it is for celebrities, they're just going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's more room for you guys to essentially become an influencer in your niche because you can outwork these celebrity podcasts because they just have so much red tape. They move so slowly. They're doing so many other things that by the she time... She admitted they're in a bubble, didn't they? When, yeah. you're, when you're in that situation, she well, she said... So her she made, made a couple of comments and I picked up on it at the end to be like, wait, do you think that podcasting's going down? Because mm. she was implying that the, she said the full, floor's falling through. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. Now, it completely makes sense from her perspective and her bubble, like she admitted she's in, mm. is that in the celebrity podcast world, it is going that way. Mm. But that's great news for us because we're always talking about, like, well, it's going up. Sponsors yeah. spending more, there's more listeners. But when you take the celebrities out of it, actually, it's great news for us independent creators. But those that are celebrities is going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So that's why her perspective's like that, which was really interesting to see because you very, very rarely speak to someone, especially in the podcast space, who thinks podcasting's not on the up. Made me feel great. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a very, very good interview. Thank you for Courtney to being on it. Uh, that was that was not English. Should we try again? Thank you for Courtney. Fuck, I've got it wrong again. <laughs> Thank you to Courtney for being on it. There we go. That's nailed it. Right. Well, thanks everyone. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers.